At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a great show for you as we've got a lot of great guests over the next three hours as we've got some NFL action to react to here in the first segment. And We've got Brandon Anderson. Does a great job over at Action Network. He's going to be joining me in about 15 or so minutes. We're going to take a look at the ramifications of the injury to Justin Herbert. We're probably not going to have up to the minute injury information because, well, we're probably going to be finding out more about that injury tomorrow as if you're looking to fire in on the Chargers on their next game, you're not going to be doing so. The betting board, the books have put this off the betting board, but with that said, we're able to talk to Mr. Anderson about what we wound up getting on this Thursday and turn it forward, take a look at the rest of the week two slate, and then we're going to get a little bit of a behind-the-counter perspective from Robert Walker. He does a great job over at over at so many different books as he does a great job over there at U.S. Bookmaking. So he's going to be joining me. I know that a lot of his books are over in New Mexico. So it's nice to see where the action is going outside of Las Vegas and outside the East Coast. So we're going to be getting that in our number one. In our number two, Mackenzie Kramer and Randy McKay are going to be joining me on a little bit of a roundtable, taking a look at some college football and some NFL. Mackenzie Kramer does a great job over at ESPN, mainly doing work over on ESPN's show, The Daily Wager. And then Randy McKay, he is a professional better and was a man that was actually our first ever VEASAN fan of the year back when we wound up launching in 2017. So 
We're going to have them talking about what we're going to be getting on the college football slate and the NFL slate for this weekend. And in our number three, we're going to have a little bit of a UFC roundtable day and stuff. Does great work over at Action Network and Gage Miskman. He does a great job taking a look at the UFC. We're going to be taking a look at what we've got on this fight card as just a tremendous fall of fights in general. For those of you guys who are fans of UFC, because right now this time of year, Rightfully so. The NFL, college football, what have you, winds up getting the love. But if you like the UFC, this is a really good time of year. Week after week, they're putting out bangers of cards. So we're going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting in the octagon this weekend. But we've got to first things first, take a look at Thursday Night Football. As it was the Chargers who wound up getting the cover. The Kansas City Chiefs that got the outright win, 27-24. I wound up saying it on the show yesterday. I like the over. That one wound up getting toasted, but this just felt like a three-point game to me. Lance three points. Thought we would get an extra touchdown for both of these teams, but wound up turning out that way. Just And I tweeted this out as well. A game where when the Chiefs kicked that field goal, you just felt like this game was going to land three. And there are just some of these games where it's like, yep, there's the back door. Now, the way that it wound up getting to that back door with... Our good friend Justin Herbert risking life and death to be able to get you to that back door. I think that anyone who wanted betting on the Chargers tonight, if they see Justin Herbert in person, you might want to buy him a beverage. I do not know if he's a drinker or not. If he is not a drinker, you owe him a can of soda pop or whatever the heck he likes, but he wound up getting you to the window with a very gritty performance. So you've got to thank him and that is a big takeaway from this because now we do not know what is going to be happening with Justin Herbert. He went in for x-rays after he wound up taking that hit. Right now, we don't know the status of those x-rays. I know that his coach and Mr. Saley is trying to downplay this. And I can tell you right now, if he winds up playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's going to be a little bit over a week from now. One good thing about this being a Thursday game is that you're going to have an extra few days to rest up than normal. But if he winds up playing in that game, it would be quite a shock if he winds up coming out as with the uh, with just taking a look at the lines in general. If you think that Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, that differential, according to bookmakers, was right around eight or so points, you got to feel like it's probably going to be similar for the Chargers as the Chargers on a look at line. Prior to this going off the board, if you're looking to bet this, if you have it still on the board where the Chargers are laying nine points, I would probably lay or I would probably take the points. Right about now, total was at 50 and a half. If you still have that available for you, yep, you probably want to fire in on that now because it's not going to be available relatively soon, if it is at all, because every book I was taking a look at, well, there was no action to be had on this game, but with the LA Chargers, just moving forward, if they're going to be without Justin Herbert, you got to think that it winds up going down to the number two option, and that would be Chase Daniel, which the good news is, we all know the name Chase Daniel. He is 35 years old, and he has made a lot of money holding a clipboard. He threw as many passes as Craig Peterson last season. I think he's been in the league 14 seasons, and the, the average amount of passes that he's thrown per season is fewer than 15. It's really wild, but he was just the backup for Drew Brees for so many years, and then he was a backup in Kansas City for many years. He was backup in Chicago for many years. Last year, he was with the LA Chargers, saw no action whatsoever, just your career journeyman. And when he's been out there and we've been able to see him in preseason, not a guy that was terrible, someone that you've got to think knows the offense, but not great, to say the least. And when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
I would say when this game does wind up getting relisted, probably want to see how they wind up looking in their Week 2 game against the Indianapolis Colts because how impactful this is going to be, it's based on the other side as well. And I do think that that's very important with Week 2 games as well because you always get the Week 1 overreactions. We're thinking the sky is falling for Team X. Team Y is looking like the greatest thing since sliced bread. You get more context as games wind up getting played out and as you wind up having more data points. This happens all the time in college basketball where you have a battle of two top 25 teams. It looks like in March it's going to be an impactful win like Missouri losing to insert your team here, but Missouri winds up going 4-14 in SEC play. What was supposed to be a signature win for insert your mid-major here becomes a win that means absolutely nothing whatsoever. That could be the case in the NFL, and you do want to be keeping that in mind. We are all buzzing right now about what the Minnesota Vikings did in week one. We're feeling very good about the Philadelphia Eagles right now. You're able to make your assumptions about the Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. That it was a rather surprising loss. We're able to have takeaways from the Broncos and the Seahawks. Now, the one takeaway which we're all able to have is that Nathaniel Hackett had no idea what the heck he was doing. Towards the back half of that game, that was one of the worst displays of coaching I've ever seen. Typically, I like to think, all right, this wasn't indeed the greatest or the worst thing ever. That actually might have been. So there's a big takeaway to be had on that front. But when it comes to the week one games, you're able to get a little bit more context in week two. And you know what? You're going to get a little bit more context on these games in week three, week four, week five. As you go down the line, what might have looked like a tremendous win in week one for the Minnesota Vikings Hey, it might get amplified. Perhaps the Green Bay Packers come out. They put a big giant hurting on the Chicago Bears, and all of a sudden, that win against the Packers it actually gets heightened a little bit for the Minnesota Vikings. You could wind up seeing the Packers lay a big giant turd over the weekend as well, and then it winds up perhaps getting diminished a little bit as well. So I do think that it is always important because for every result that you wind up getting, there's also context that winds up coming with it as well because there's two teams that wind up playing on the field and something that we just notice time and time again we praise a team slash we slander a team for how good or bad that they did we typically don't recognize the other side and so i do think that that's very important to wind up keeping in mind as well who did it wind up coming up against because scoring 35 points on insert your defense here will spitball a We'll go with the Detroit Lions because, well, they wound up giving it up quite a bit to the Philadelphia Eagles. Scoring 35 points against the Detroit Lions, a little bit different than scoring 35 points against the old-school Chicago Bears of the 1980s as well. So you always do want to be keeping that in mind. And for those of you guys who are betting on baseball here in the month of September, I can tell you right now, it's always been my worst month of the year. But things wind up getting a little bit random and harebrained with that. We're going to be hitting upon a lot of games for this Friday card as well. And no question, we still have some good postseason races, but if you wind up having a couple rough days on the card, do not feel bad about it because we've all been there, going through it right now. But that said, you just know that there's a lot of variance in Major League Baseball when we wind up seeing what we wind up seeing on Thursday. Right now, this is a game that's going on as I do this broadcast. It's in the bottom of the eighth inning, but there's a guy by the name of Dre Jemison. He pitches for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He wanted making his debut. He had given up five plus runs in five out of his last six games in the PCL. That is a little bit more of a juice ball league. That is a league that notorious 
for giving up runs at the minor league level, but he had given up five plus runs in five out of his last six starts in the PCL. He came out against a San Diego Padres team that they traded for all those pieces at the deadline. Now they were struggling coming into this one. They had they had went 17 and 18 in their last 35 games, but for Mr. Jamison, they give it up five plus runs in five out of his last six minor league appearances, seven scoreless innings, allowing two hits and just one walk. So if you're taking a look at things of the wacky and the crazy, you're able to look on that front and. Speaking of wacky and crazy, just sometimes gauging coaching as well, I think is very important across all sports. We wound up seeing that get rung home once again on Thursday because you wound up seeing the Chicago White Sox, who ever since Tony LaRusso wound up coming out of the dugout. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Who could have told you that the Chicago White Sox issues were tied to Tony LaRusso? Oh, yeah. Everyone that was not involved in the Chicago White Sox organization. They wind up getting it done by a count of 8-2. to two. Now, that is a AL Central that is separated by three games between the Cleveland Guardians and the Chicago White Sox. And those of you guys looking to get in on the futures market right now in terms of odds to be able to win the division, these two teams they have a very pivotal series here towards the end of September that is going to be getting started next week. Can probably tie a little bit in terms of how that division is going to be going in terms of how that series winds up going as well. So we shall see there, but we wound up getting a really good game on Thursday. We've got a really good week too in general in the NFL. We're going to be talking about that next with Brandon Anderson, who does a great job over at Action Network. He's joining me on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Put your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSN Pro. Get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a grant glance, recapping the top plays made by VSN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep including our weekly college and pro football matchups, covering every single game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips, updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do, now through the Super Bowl, for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. Bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And Brandon Anderson, he does great work at the Action Network. And on top of that, with a na- with a Twitter handle with the name Wheaton in there, being a D3 graduate myself, I can always appreciate that. And Brandon, it's great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Boy, you don't get a lot of people that know Wheaton College. <laughs> so it's good to be recognized. It's good to be here tonight. What a game we had. That was a fun one. Well, it's too bad that we don't have a UW Oshkosh versus Wheaton D3 game to be a (laughs) breakdown. I would love a spread on that because, man, that would be a good one with what we've seen out of those two teams the last two seasons. But you know what? We will settle for Chargers versus Chiefs in the meantime because that was a good matchup as well. And biggest takeaway, no doubt about it, it is the fact that we saw Justin Herbert wind up Doing a lot for betters that wound up taking the points with the Chargers. I don't think that a bad thing can be said about Justin Herbert if you wound up taking the points, but this is going to have big-time implications for the Chargers. And if J- Justin Herbert is unable to go, say, next week or a few weeks in general, how much would you downgrade the Chargers from a power-ranking perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think that would have to be huge. And it's tough because the Chargers' schedule was just about to open up these next few weeks. I think the next like six games, they basically play the Broncos somewhere in there and then a bunch of other soft teams coming up. So I think you have to look at 
something like not far from a touchdown, probably like five or six points that you're going to have to move off the Chargers. It's not just that it's not Herbert, but look, Chase Daniel came in and got one handoff for us. My guy, I'm an NDSU guy. Easton Stick is the third stringer, but boy, if Easton Stick has to come in and play some reps at some point, this is not the same Chargers team. So it's a tough spot for sure. And I was all set to come on tonight and whoever lost, be ready to just go all in on futures. This is the buy low spot, but we can't, we can't do it. Not until we know more about Justin Herbert. Yep. That would truly be gambling because you have no idea when (laughs) Justin Herbert might be coming back. If it's a two to three week injury, you know what? Not too bad. If it's something that winds up lingering because we remember Tony Romo a few years ago, he was dealing with rib issues. We had, the uh, whole Drew Brees saga a few seasons ago as well, though he was at an advanced age as well. Typically, these are injuries that aren't too terrific. I know that Brandon Staley was trying to downplay it. I would say don't read too much into those comments. Wait until we get x-rays back tomorrow and we see how he looks in future days before you wind up doing anything with this game. And as a result, books, they have taken the game that they're going to be playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week three off the board but let's take a look at the flip side because right now everyone is buzzing about the Chargers and that they might be without Justin Herbert but there's a team on the other side in the Chiefs that looked very solid getting a big pick six when they needed it it was a good defensive performance from the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes continues to be Patrick Mahomes and I don't know if I could put them necessarily in the same category as the Bills in terms of the future market but you saw the Bills and the Chiefs duel it out last season and as Ric Flair says, in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, they looked very solid once again on Thursday. Yeah, and I think the takeaway for me is that, you know, you described them as solid. And I think that's right. They looked solid. They didn't look great. They did not look like they did against the Cardinals. The Chargers defense did a great job against them. The Chargers defense really, uh, on 11 Chiefs drives, they had only 15 first downs. They only scored 20 points of offense not counting the pick six. That's a good job by the Chargers. This was not a great Chiefs game, but they won. It's great that you can be a solid Chiefs game against a really good opponent and still get the win. That's not necessarily the sort of win this team has gotten a lot of in the past. Usually, it's Pat Mahomes has to go be the superhero. Pat wasn't the superhero tonight. He had a couple of great flash plays as I was going to. Justin Herbert was the superhero that kept the Chargers in the game. It's good news for the Chiefs. You know, we're looking at a different version of this team. Tyreek Hill is gone, but they've invested more in the defense. They invested in that the front offensive line. And I feel like those guys, they made the plays tonight to, to keep what I thought was the worst team tonight. To me, the Chargers clearly outplayed the Chiefs, and they just kind of kept hanging around. And then eventually you get the one play because it's the Chargers, and you always get the one play with the Chargers. And it went the other way. So, yeah, I don't think that you can look at this and say, man, the Chiefs are the best of the best. But it is a big deal to get a big win against a division opponent that was ready, that had a good plan, that played really good football for most of the game. You beat them anyway. That's a big win. And something that you said a bit earlier stood out to me as well. The defenses on both sides, they really stepped up because Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, two of the best that you're going to find in the game. Anyone that's trying to debate that, I don't know what you're taking a look at because these two guys are absolutely tremendous, but both defenses did wind up stepping up, and we saw this trend in primetime games last season where unders continue to cash. This is an under that came through as well. 
got a little bit hairy after that touchdown for the Chargers. He had to make sure that the onside kick did not wind up going the way of Los Angeles. But I do think that this continues a trend and something you want to be taking a look at because we're going to have a bunch of Thursday night games. We're going to have a double dip, as a matter of fact, on Monday. And prime time unders have really been cashing the last few years and happen once again on this Thursday. Yeah, Thursday unders especially have been very strong. We were all over the under at Action Network. We had a bunch of us that were on the under on this one. So we got it early in the week. If you played it early, you got a 54 and a half. So you had a little bit more cushion there. And uh, we, we had two... We had a huge parlay. Our guy, Charlie Desterko at Action Network, yes. had a same-game parlay on Chargers to cover, Mike Williams over receiving yards, which that was an easy one. That was first half. Had the under, and then had that Palmer touchdown. So we were going nuts. We get the Palmer touchdown, the Chargers cover on that one, and then we did just enough to stay on the under. That was like a plus 2,300 same-game parlay. So it wasn't under all the way. I'm already on the under next week for Thursday with Brown Steelers. That that line's only going to go one direction. We know that those teams play defense, and we know it's Jacoby Brissett and Mitch Trubisky, and we know what Thursday looks like. So I've got a look-ahead column coming out on that one tomorrow, and that's the big one. That's our top pick for next week as well. Look ahead last week. We had Chiefs minus 2.5. I'm the only one in our company that had a Chiefs ticket. My Chiefs ticket cashed because we still had the two and a half. I got out of, got out just by the skin of my teeth with that one. So it's been a good night. We managed to get the under, get my Chiefs ticket and a lot of Chargers tickets. It was a wild game and a sweat to the finish, but that's how we like them on these big games. And that point, you just pointed out something that I thought was interesting as well, because to me, when I evaluated this game, I thought this was a classic three-point game. If I would have had the two and a half that you had available to you, I would have laid the two and a half. With the Chiefs, yep. I had available to me four last night. I wound up taking the Chargers at four. And critical numbers, still very critical. We saw that on oh. Thursday Night Football. And I'm not sure about you, but when I watched this game and I saw the Chiefs settle for that field goal, I had the feeling it's like, yep, this is going to go into the back door. I didn't think that it would take Justin Herbert very nearly <laughs> having to be just carried off the field, but it just had that feeling. And I do think that the critical numbers, you just... When you wind up having that available to you, like in this game, the three and a half to four that we wound up seeing in much of the week for the Chargers, I thought that that was great. If you would have had a two and a half available to you, that would have been a good take on the Chiefs. And I think that that's just something that needs to always be highlighted. Now, there's stay away spots if you don't like the two and a half with the Chiefs, if you don't like the three and a half, but take it, taking plus two and a half or laying three and a half, just something that I can't get behind too much. Yeah, definitely. You've got to play the number, not just the matchup. But we saw the matchup and it played out, you know, frankly, the matchup didn't play out like I expected it to with my Chiefs minus two and a half. But because I got that number ahead of the key number, we managed to cash it through nonetheless. So you've got to play the whole picture. You've got to get that number. And I think, too, I want to say the Chargers, we're looking at Justin Herbert injury. Don't forget, too, Corey Lindsley. That's their center. Stud center out at halftime. And everything kind of crumbled from there. They got pressure up the middle. That pressure is why Justin Herbert started taking those hits. Lindsley is really important to that team. So when you're watching the injury report, pay attention to him too. And if those guys are fine, even if they're fine but out for two weeks or four weeks, this maybe is a spot to buy low on the Chargers because that defense can hang around and keep them in games these next few weeks with a softer schedule. And if we know Herbert and we know Lindsley are going to come back, this could be a spot where we saw what the Chargers could be 
and they really created a buy low opportunity for us. So you might be able to have your cake and eat it too on this one. Good point on that defense as well. While Justin Herbert may have gotten hurt, Khalil Mack did not, and that's very critical for the Chargers. But coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by Brandon Anderson, and we're going to take a look at the rest of the Week 2 card in the NFL right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting and change by offering a smoke free and smith fit free satisfaction. Zen understands that. There isn't one right time to make change. Everyone's on a little bit of a different journey. Everyone's timeline is just a tad bit different. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That would be Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. And nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Brandon Anderson. Does a great job over at the Action Network. And... When it comes to week two, we wound up getting off to a really nice start, but how about if we take a look at a few other games, and let's go to the Sunday Night Football game, since we're a pair of men that have some affinity for the Midwest, as it is going to be the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, and when it comes to the Packers, they opened up on a lot of very, very early lines as an 8.5 point favorite. We're seeing mostly 10s with a couple 9.5s in there as well, total and has went down to about 41 and a half in a lot of spots. Take me through this one because with the Bears, a very good week one for them. The Packers, not such a great week one, but once again, one week for both of these teams. Yeah, week two is all about overreactions. And I think this is a spot where we're overreacting a little bit on both of these sides. Like the Bears got the win. It's big. It's big that Justin Fields got the win. You love to see him slip and sliding in the, the mud bowl, the monsoon at Soldier Field. It's big for team culture. I'm not sure we learned a lot about the team. Not a great Bears team. I had them bottom three offense and bottom three defense coming into the year. I'm not sure we saw anything that was different than that in, in game one. They had 73 yards the first 40 minutes and then a few broken plays, a few balls bounced the right way in the monsoon, get the win. So good for them. I'm not sure that we need to upgrade them in our power ratings too much. As for the Packers, first play from scrimmage, they drop a 75-yard touchdown, hits Christian Watson in the hands. Later in the first half, we get a goal line stand by the Vikings. That's two touchdowns off the board. This is a two-touchdown game. The Packers only lost by two scores. I feel like the, the narrative we're hearing this week is, oh, here we go again with the Packers. We saw it last year, 38-3, to and now here we go. They only scored once, and they got blown out. I don't really feel like those are the same games. This Packers team held its own. They, they, you know, the game got away at the end, but holding the Vikings to 23, that could look pretty good a few months from now. That's a talented offense that was moving the ball really well. They held them to only two field goals the second half. I like the Packers. I think this is a great spot for Green Bay. All the trends tell you R-E-L-A-X, relax, Aaron Rodgers. We've seen this before. Here's some against the spread trends from our Action Lab system, Action Network. 
Rogers at home, 66% against the spread. Home favorite, 65%. Home in primetime, 69%. Rogers as a division favorite, 64%. After a loss, 64%. Rogers against the Bears, 20 and 7 against the spread, 74%. I live in Chicago area. They should like build a statue of Aaron Rodgers in Chicago. That's how good that he's been against this team. So you got to trust the trends. Rodgers after a loss. LaFleur after a loss is a perfect 9-0 and against the spread lifetime. And he's covering by double digits in those games. I think we get a Sunday night snoozer. I think the Bears got their win. This is the spot for the Packers to bounce back. I'm buying a little Packers Super Bowl odds too. We're getting a little dip at 1,500. I think that's an overreaction, too. This is a great spot to back Green Bay. And also keep in mind that after the Bears versus Packers game that we saw in 2021, Wikipedia very briefly had Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, Chicago Bears owner, which that was absolutely tremendous. And, hey, even if it is the Green Bay Packers team from last season, you point out the fact that they got drilled. Keep in mind, week two, they bounced back. They were able to win and cover against the Detroit Lions. So, and we were able to do that, and I believe that that was a primetime game as well. So the Packers have a track record of having a rough week one and being able to bounce back. We shall see if this trend winds up holding up as Mike Tomlin throughout his career against the spread as a home underdog has covered over 75% of his games. The Patriots, they are finding themselves in a lot of places a two-point favorite. I'm seeing one straight two and a half out there, but mostly seeing two. Low total of 40 and a half with the Patriots. Didn't like what I wound up seeing from them in week one. Not going to sit here and say that I thought that the Steelers lit the world on fire in week <laughs> one in their win, but Mike Tomlin as a home underdog, this is a circumstance where I might wind up saying away, but I don't want to be fading him. That is for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, the trends, you can get friends on both sides here. Bill Belichick coming off a loss, that's a positive trend. Bill Belichick in these toss-up games with short lines, that's a positive trend. But I'm not sure if that trend holds up. Because Bill Belichick doesn't actually get to snap the ball and throw and run and play defense. He's got to use the guys on the team. And I just wonder if what we saw in week one is just who the Patriots are. Maybe this team just ain't it. And we worried about that. The buzz in the preseason was all very negative. The offensive line, normally a staple strength for Bill Belichick, didn't look good against Miami. And guess what? If your line isn't good against Miami, good luck against the Steelers. I know TJ Watt is out. You still got Cam Hayward. You got Highsmith, three sacks in the opener. Minka Fitzpatrick is like the week one MVP, basically saved the game for them. Pittsburgh's defense is the best unit on the field. And I I honestly, I can't believe that they're home underdogs. Uh, I thought that this line when it opened would be just moving steadily towards Pittsburgh. I expected them to close as favorites and doesn't look like it's going to get there. But I think that the Belichick love, appropriately so, but I think it's buying us a few points of value here. I think Pittsburgh should be the favorite. And yeah, I know it's Mitch Trubisky, but Mac Jones has that sore back too. You never know how that's going to go. And that's not good against that pass rush either. I like Pittsburgh. And it's going to be so fascinating to see how these Steelers come out without TJ Watt to your point as well, because typically most people will tell you that a non a non quarterback slash a non skill player, for lack of a better term, doesn't really move the line. Seems like it's having a little bit of an impact on this one as well. But what is having a little bit of impact as well, what we did get in week one from Indianapolis as they opened as about a four and a half point favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm seeing one straight four out there, but I'm mostly seeing the Colts being a three and a half point favorite. And 
I certainly do like Doug Peterson much more than Urban Meyer, but that's also like saying the worst coach of all time wound up getting replaced as well. So, I mean, it you really couldn't go down from Urban Meyer, but I take a look at this Colts team. A sluggish week one for them, but they look very solid in the second half. Where do you stand in terms of Colts versus Jags as we've got a road favorite of about three and a half here? Yeah, this is a tough one because I have been looking to fade the Colts. I was not high on them in the preseason, so naturally my instinct is to look for the underdog here. That's usually a good spot in week two. I like the Colts, though. I think this actually is a great spot for them. I noticed in our Action Network numbers, really weird trend. So I picked Houston last week. They were my top play to cover, and part of the reasoning was this. Frank Reich, in his career, is 0 for 5 in week one, has never covered in week one. And Matt Ryan is 5-10 and 10 against the spread in week one and has lost four times in a row as a favorite or, or failed to win, at least. I guess he didn't lose last <laughs> week. So I saw those trends last week, and I was like, well, that's very weird. Everything about Reich and Ryan and the Colts start slow. Well, here's the weirder part. I had to go back and look at the trends just to see. Week two, best number in our entire system, Frank Reich, 4-0 against the spread in week two. About quarterback, Matt Ryan, best, most valuable ATS quarterback in the system, 11-3 ATS in week two. Somehow, for whatever reason, these guys aren't ready to start the year, and they haven't even been together before, but then they settle in. We saw it against Houston. I think they're going to be ready. This is the game that they went and got Matt Ryan for. Like, in Jacksonville, where the Colts never win, I know, this is that game. This is the one that they blew the team up for to get rid of Carson Wentz, to bring in Matt Ryan, to have a safer floor. They've got, the, the Colts have Chiefs, Titans, Broncos after this. You can't, you can't tie Houston and lose to Jacksonville to start the year. Indianapolis thinks they're a playoff team. They think they're a division winner. This is the game they've waited for since they had the whole offseason to sit on it. And I think they have to come out and take care of business here. I do think so as well. I think that this is going to be a critical game for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll be very fascinating to see what we get in this one because the Jacksonville Jaguars looked a little bit more respectable. And Travis Etienne, I think that taking a look at him, I think that that is going to be very critical for the for the Jaguars as well. But should be a good week two of games. And I know that you're doing great work over there at Action Network, Brandon. Always do appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Let's get some more football and uh, don't overreact this weekend. Yes, sir, because this can typically be one of the most profitable weeks for a lot of folks as you do wind up having those overreactions from week one. Every team is either the greatest thing ever because they're 0-1 or they are doo-doo because they are 0-1, but we shall see when things wind up being able to iron out what we're all going to be able to get, and I do think that there's a lot of money to be made, and with that, there's a lot of action being taken behind the counter, and a man that is doing a great job will be able to take quite a few of those bets. He's joining me next. Robert Walker does a great job over at U.S. Bookmaking. He's going to be joining me next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Decent, the Sports Bank Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace them up with 
Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offered every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet of up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. Get your money back if they score any time on Sunday night. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. And something else great that we wind up doing here at the network is giving out a pro tip every single hour. That's 20 in total. That is sorted also by show and by sport. You get them if you're a pro subscriber, vsin.com slash subscribe. And we hit on the pro tip last segment with our good friend Brandon Anderson. How about the fact that Aaron Rodgers against the division 27 and 12 against the spread at home. So he has been able to dominate teams in the a- in the NFC North when he has been at home. So that is a pro tip for this hour. And we've got a pros pro joining me right now. Robert Walker, he does a great job over at U.S. Bookmaking. And Robert, always great to have you aboard. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. And Robert, first things first, since I know that a lot of your books, you wind up doing a lot of operations out there in New Mexico. So actually a little bit away from Vegas and also you're not out there on the East coast. What have you been, what have you been seeing in terms of the week two NFL action since you wind up getting a little bit of a different fan base rather than some of us out here in Vegas? You know, it's, it's Dallas every single week. And last year, I think they went 13 and six against the spread. Um, and we just got clocked And this year. Um, <laughs> uh, they, we had two way last week, which is great. Right. And then, uh, now they're off the, Cowboys completely. It's going to be our big. Actually, the Bengals right now is definitely our biggest decision. Nobody's going to bet the Cowboys without Dak. They've they've went through this road too many times, I think. So uh, that right now is our biggest decision. And you know, we get a lot of we got some Arizona money last year, and then then you get the kind of the same Vegas uh, I play. You get the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers. You know, you get the good teams, Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Uh, although they do they do start to they're coming in pretty good on the Chargers. We got pretty good too in that game. So. That wasn't the banner game that uh, we might have hoped for uh, maybe last year. That was a really good contest. But that said, in terms of that Cowboys versus the Bengals game, are you guys currently sitting on a seven or a seven and a half? Since I'm seeing a little bit of a split in the market. Yeah, we're at seven and a half. Uh, you know, we're probably going to be high on most of the favorites uh, in our market. It's it's mostly public. We don't have a lot of uh, not not really a lot of people buying back. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably be a half a point off. Uh, you know, I usually tell some of the sharp players in Vegas, if you want to, you know, if you want a good number, you probably should make that trip to Albuquerque uh, and you get, you know, you get a little bit of value there. But uh, right now we're at seven and a half. But I mean, that game was two and a half the Cowboys, um, you know, last week before Dak got hurt. And so, I mean, we're really saying right now that Dak's worth about 10 points. Um, that seems like a lot. Right? I mean, uh, you know, I'm always leaning towards the dog anyway, but that just seems like a a, a big move, um, you know, on a team that didn't look that great last week, right? So, I mean, um, uh, you know, that's just, that's all the points. Yep, I do agree with you. And Cooper Rush wound up leading the team to a victory against the Minnesota Vikings when this wound up coming off the board. I was seeing a lot of places that were hanging Dallas, a minus two-point favorite going into this. Certainly, I would not have blamed a book for docking the Dallas Cowboys a point or so for how they were looking on Sunday Night Football. As soon as the Dak Prescott injury hit, you knew you weren't going to get that number. I was a little bit surprised to get this to 7 to 7 half. So I'm in agreement there. And it feels like the worlds are colliding, Robert, because I mentioned it. You're out there in New Mexico. We've got New Mexico State versus Wisconsin. That is my home state. And right now, the Badgers 
in a lot of spots are in between a minus 37 and a half to a minus 38 favorite. Big number, the New Mexico State Aggies. They've already played against Minnesota this season, and I know that that was a game in which the Aggies wound up actually coming down a little bit. They couldn't cover the spread just because they could not wind up finding the end zone all game long. But what have you been seeing in this game? And how's the action came in after the Badgers? Well, they didn't have a great performance last week either. I, I think Washington State's, you know, Washington State's a team that I had kind of high hopes, and they kind of struggled against Idaho, but they looked Obviously, they went on the road and beat Wisconsin. Uh, I think what these uh, some of these Big Ten teams don't have a great don't have great offenses. Iowa, I'm looking at Iowa specifically, and of course Wisconsin. But it's it's all Wisconsin. I mean, it's it's really unbelievable the amount of parlays that people put on. Uh, you know, they see these 30 point favorites, 40 point favorites, and it seems to me, you know, Alabama's 49 and a half, 50. It seems to me, and I probably said the same thing last year, but there's a lot of big favorites, and and first, especially those first two three weeks. Uh, just lopsided gains, but 37 and a half. I don't know how you handicap. I don't know what what's the number that you need to, to take uh, the dog here, or or what what is the number that you need to lay the favorite. I think there's people just put it in their parlays and hope they can run the score up. The one thing about when you're at home, though, you know, you can go. I think you can go deeper into your bench. So, um, you know, they're not maybe they can't run up the score as easily as they can when they're on the road. So that's that's kind of what I'm pinning my hopes on this week because we're going to need a lot of these dogs. Yep, and it's so interesting to take a look at this game because you've got a 37.5 point line in a lot of spots with a total of 46. So what they're saying is, do you think that New Mexico State could score three points or six points? Because if New Mexico State could get to six, you've got yourself an opportunity. But man, that is relatively grody. And then another game that I do think is going to be very interesting for this week as well as you mentioned Nevada, and Nevada is finding themselves a 24-point favorite against Iowa, another team that they don't wind up doing the world's greatest job of being able to score, but certainly a tough defense. And this is another one of those games, big spread, low total, total of between 39 and 39 and a half, with Iowa being about a 24-point favorite. Have you been seeing the action coming in on this one? Has it been more money on the favorite? A little bit more money on, on straight bets. Parlay is exactly the same. Uh, which is nice for us because, you know, we, we normally, it seems counterintuitive, but we normally sweat out the parlays. I mean, we don't, I mean, we, we root for a team that has the least amount of parlays. Let me put it that way. We don't really sweat out the straight bets because there's just not enough handle there. But the like you said, the total, the side 24, the total 39 and a half, these are the games when people come in and they want to bet, you know, favor and over dog and under. We don't take those bets on the, on our system, our platform, uh, and I know some people do because they're able to price those out. Uh, and, and the other game that you just talked about, Wisconsin, is another one. And, uh, you know, because they, once they can't, not only can they not parlay it, uh, team in total, they can't tease the team in total. Uh, that locks it out as well. So these are games that I would like to be able to price out uh, because you're going to get you're going to get Wisconsin teased down to 31 and a half and 30, you know, 30 and a half and, and, and whatnot. And then they love to uh, tease the total, which is not necessarily a great bet. Uh, normally teasing the totals, but they love to do it. And uh, this is another game. If you like Nevada, um, you know, you, you, I, I think if you like Nevada, you got to bet the over. I, I, you're going over 39 and a half points. I mean, Nevada has to score or something. But Iowa just, Iowa, typical Iowa. They just, I, I feel bad for Iowa fans because, you know, they just, every game, it's got to be torture to watch them play, you know, on offense. It's just the worst. Yep. And, I wanted giving out a pro tip a little bit before you came on. I'll just give out another one right now. Don't 
do a teaser for any college sports, especially not college basketball, <laughs> but stay away from college football teasers. And you're talking about how you guys need the parlays so much in terms of college football. When it comes to the NFL, I'm sure that you need parlays in that front as well. A lot of those who wind up getting smashed, but when it comes to teaser action, do you guys wind up taking a lot of that as well? And what way do they wind up doing a lot of their teasers? Because I do think that that is a very interesting thing to take a look at because more and more books are pricing teasers differently because they've become so popular in recent years because you do wind up getting a lot of close games in the NFL. Yeah, and, and, and you know, lower totals. So the, the point spread comes into play a lot more. And I Like tonight's game, every, every side covered, right? Uh, yep. Over, under. Uh, both dog and favorite. So, uh, you know, you get you get the professional, what do you call professional teasers, you know, teasing below three and teasing above, you know, seven and a half or whatever. So you, you have you have those and it's it's just, you know, what we consider to be sharp teaser play. And I, I know that a lot of people think that teasers aren't, but that there's 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 value in teasers and there's value in, in, in crossing over certain numbers, which is why we charge so much to, you know, come off and on three. Right. You just can't buy off and on three for 10 cents. You know, it's, there's a premium to that. Same with seven. So those numbers are really critical. Uh, so I think there's there's value there. But there's also there. You know, there's a lot of people that cross over. We try to tell them not to, you know, don't cross over if you don't have to, you know, because you're, you're losing some value. Um, you know, we, we were talking last week that, you know, some people we saw some minus a halfs on some games and, you know, the games never they never land pick. And yet here we had a tie in the first week of the season. So um, it's you know, I, it's just. You know, you just gotta you just gotta make sure that you're taking value as best you can. And, and the people, it doesn't matter if you you know you talk to them about how hard parlays are to hit. You know, most people just want to bet twenty to win, you know, two hundred or two thousand maybe, and they don't really care uh, about the straight bets there, and, and they don't really care about the numbers, right? They just care about, you know, if you if you were at the Ravens three and a half right now, and you went to four right before post time, uh, they're gonna bet the Ravens. They were gonna bet the Ravens or the Dolphins regardless. It doesn't matter what the number is, and. Uh, and uh, they might even buy half a point in that. So it just we just try to you know we try to tell them when they're buying half a point. You know sometimes there's more. It's better to take the money line than it is to buy points. That happens all the time when you when you try to cross over three, right? You try to cross below three. So absolutely, and always great to have Robert Walker on. And coming next, let's take a look at a little bit of baseball here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can are all made to order, so you can are all made to order, so you can are all made to order. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.